Welcome to Plugged Into Christ. I'm your announcer, Zayden Grady. We welcome you to this weekly podcast hosted by pastor and teacher, William Polis. Today, Pastor Polis is continuing his new series entitled Acts, the History of the Early Church with Part 5, which Pastor Polis continues in the book of Acts from chapter 10 to chapter 12. Our hope and prayer is that you will be blessed in the gleaning wisdom and knowledge from the Word of God. Now, here is Pastor William Polis with Part 5, our weekly podcast series, Acts, the History of the Holy Church. I want to welcome you in today. We're glad you joined us. Today is a, it's a day in which we remember the 20th anniversary of 9-11, and uh, it's a day of remembrance and prayer and hope. As the announcer, Mr. Grady, just alluded to, we're looking at the book of Acts, chapters 10 through 12. Just a reminder that one, uh, each one of these is a separate podcast series. And our plan is to do every, all of these separate podcasts covering the book of Acts all the way to the last book of Revelation. Each individual podcast is an overview, but we are covering all the main areas. I would encourage you to read and go through and read and use the podcast along with an open with an open Bible and and really follow it that way and read the, each chapter because this will give you a good overview of each chapter that we cover in each uh, set of chapters we cover in each podcast. All right, let's get started today with our look at Acts chapters ten through twelve. In the opening book of chapter ten, we have a short uh, little set of verses here in which there is a 1 through 8 in chapter 10, in which we, it speaks about a man named Cornelius, who was a Roman. Now, he's different. He's a Roman who is described as one who feared God. Not gods, not the Roman gods, Jehovah God. The Romans believed in multiple gods. He believes in Jehovah. It tells us that he believed and worshipped God, although he was not circumcised, nor was he converted to Judaism. And in verses 1 through 8, he has a vision of an angel of the Lord coming to him and telling him that his prayers and alms have been heard by the Lord and is told to send to Joppa and summon Peter. In Acts chapter 10, verses 9 through 23, we have Peter's vision. Peter goes up to the housetop to pray and becomes hungry and wants to eat. Now while they were preparing food, he fell into a trance. Peter sees heaven open up as a great sheet bound at the four corners that was descending to him from heaven to earth. And on it were all kinds of four-legged animals, wild beasts, creeping things, and birds of the air. Now a voice calls out to him. It was a voice in the Lord Jesus Christ telling him to kill and eat. But Peter refuses, saying that he has never eaten anything unclean or common. The Lord speaks to him and tells Peter that what the Lord has cleaned it must be considered worthy to eat and not called common. Three times this came down to Peter. On the final time, it was taken back up to heaven. In Acts chapter 10, verses 17 through 33, Peter is summoned to Caesarea because he wondered, now Peter wonders what this vision means. Men were sent from Cornelius to go to Peter's house. And when they asked at the gate if Peter was staying there, this is while Peter was pondering the vision, what the vision meant, the Lord came to him and told him, Behold, three men are seeking you. Arise, therefore, go down and go with them, doubting nothing, for I have sent them. Acts chapter 10, verses 19 and 20. 
Peter went down and said to the men in which Cornelius had sent, he told them that he was Peter, and they asked him why he had, why, why did you come? Uh, they tell him Cornelius, one who fears God and has a good reputation, and was divinely instructed by an angel to come, to have you come to his house and hear the words from you. That means from Peter. Acts 10.22. The men are invited in where Peter was staying. Now Peter goes with these three men, along with some men that came with, uh, with Peter from Joppa. The next day they arrive in Caesarea, where Cornelius is waiting, along with relatives and close friends. Cornelius, upon meeting Peter, fell down and worshipped him. But Peter tells him to stand up. He says, Peter tells him, I'm only a man. Just like you, Cornelius, I'm only a man. I'm not to be worshipped. Acts chapter 10, verses 23 through 26. Peter tells Cornelius that the Lord has sent him, and he went without objection and inquires why Cornelius has sent for him. Cornelius tells him of his vision four days before to send three men to summon him. That would be Peter. And when he comes, he will speak to you. Now Cornelius wants Peter to speak to him and all those in his household. Acts chapter 10, verses 27 through 33. It is, in, it is in Acts 10, verses 34 through 48, in which Peter preaches, and the Holy Spirit comes down upon the Gentiles. Now, Peter teaches that Jesus Christ was sent by the Father God, which is now told by the apostles and disciples all through Judea, that God anointed Jesus Christ with the Holy Spirit and with power who did good, healing all those who were oppressed by the devil, for God was with him. We were with him and witnessed of all things. Peter's telling him we were there. Peter was there. Peter walked with Jesus in all the areas in which he went, including Jerusalem. And they hung him on a tree on a cross. But God raised him up on the third day and showed him to others to prove that he did indeed rise again. He, called, he came to show he was arisen not only to, not to all people, but to those chosen by God, even those who ate and drank with him right after he arose from the dead. Peter also teaches that in his sermon that all the prophets witnessed that through his name that whosoever believes in him will receive the remission of sins. Now beginning in Acts 10.44, after Peter had preached, the Holy Spirit fell upon those who were there and heard. Acts 10.45 and 46 tells us that those who were circumcised who believed were astonished because of the gift of the Holy Spirit not only poured out upon them, but they had been poured upon the Gentiles. Peter encourages, encourages those who received the Holy Spirit to be baptized in the name of the Lord. And that concludes at chapter 10. Now we move to chapter, Acts chapter 11. We'll begin in verses 1 through 26. In Acts chapter 11, 1 through 19, Peter defends God's grace. Peter is accused by those in Jerusalem, which were circumcised of eating with those that were Gentiles that were not circumcised. Peter explains about the vision which he saw while he was in Joppa, which we had just covered in Acts 10, verses 44 through 48. He tells him in verse 17 that the Lord granted the same gifts as he had granted the Israelites. In verse 18, the men of Jerusalem praise God at the hearing of Peter's encounter with the Lord and agree that the Lord has granted repentance to life, even to the Gentiles. Not just to those, those Jews who believed, but also to the Gentiles. You see, that's kind of like a turning point right there. It's telling the Jewish people who believe, hey, this is not only for us, but that Christ dying on the cross was also, it was for everybody. It was not just for the Jews, it was also for the Gentiles. And we'll see evidence of that later on in Acts, in Paul's teaching as he goes around 
to various cities, uh, both in Greece and in Turkey um, and, and in Rome. In Acts chapter 11, 19 through 26, Barnabas and Saul go to, uh, go to Antioch. Now in the opening verse of 19, it tells us that the Christians were scattered after the uh, persecution of Stephen as they traveled to the, these places. Many of you, many of these you, you understand and know. Phoenicia, Cyprus, and Antioch. But they were only preaching the word to the Jews. Some of those who were in, from Cyprus and Cyrene came to Antioch and spoke to the Hellenists, preaching the Lord Jesus. Now remember I told you that the Hellenists are the people that are influenced. They're, they're, they're believing people, but they're influenced by Hellenism, which is a term we used for the Greek culture that was prominent in that time. And in that time, if you were bartering anything or selling something or you wanted to speak a language, the prevailing language at that time was Greek. And the money that was exchanged, for, whether if you exchanged something for money, was a Greek money drachma. Now, many people bartered items back and forth. I'll give you X amount of grain for, for this. But if you bought something, it was drachma. If you spoke, it was Greek. Even in a time in which the Romans ruled, Greek was the dominating language. In verse 25, both Barnabas and Le uh, Barnabas left and traveled to Tarsus to seek out Paul. In verse 26, Barnabas finds Saul, and uh, who, by the way, who will become later Paul, and brings him back to Antioch. Acts chapter 12, 1 through 19, we have we see another picture. The pictures changed so that we. We have gone from speaking about Barnabas and Peter and those who are preaching the word, inviting the Holy Spirit to come and not only you know, speak to Gentiles and, and uh, get them saved and get them following Christ. In chapter 12, that whole vision changes. We're looking at a specific thing where we're looking at the view of, of the ruler of, at that time who was the, who was the procurator of, of the Holy Land. And his name was Herod Agrippa. And he made it a point to harass the church. It tells us that in Acts 12.1. And he even kills James, the brother of John, with a sword. Now, he did this, and he saw it please the Jews. And then so, the, so now he also goes out and seizes Peter and puts him in prison. And he does so during the time of the unleavened bread. Verse 3. When Peter is arrested, Herod Agrippa puts four squads of soldiers to keep him intending to bring him before the people as the Passover comes about. In Acts chapter 12, verses 5 through 19, Peter is freed from prison. Now, while he was in prison, he, there, was a, there was a constant prayer going on in the church for him. And then Herod was about to bring him to, before the people, and he was sleeping, Peter was sleeping there, bound by chains between two soldiers. In verse 6, when an angel of the Lord came to him, and told him, Arise quickly. And the chains fell off his hands. The angel told him to gird himself and tie on your sandals, put on your garment, and follow him. Verses 7 and 8. Now, as they walked out of the prison, Peter was not sure if this was real. He maybe thought it was a vision. And, it's told, and this is told to us in Acts 12, verse 9. When they passed the first and second guard posts, and through the gate, which opened up on its own accord, as they went out in the street, the angels disappeared. In verse 10, 
Peter comes to his senses and realizes that the Lord has sent an angel to free him from Herod's prison. Verse 11. So what he does is he first goes to the house of Mary, who was the mother of John, whose surname was Mark. So his name would have been John Mark. And as he knocked at the door of the gate, a servant girl named Rhoda came to the gate. And instead of letting him in, she ran inside and proclaimed very joy- joyfully that he re- she recognized his voice and she announced that he was at the gate. Verses 12 and 13. They told her they didn't believe her. This, uh, the servant girl wrote her. They, they, didn't, they thought she was beside herself. Yet she insisted it was so. Meanwhile, Peter kept knocking at the door of the gate. Finally, they answered the door and saw it was Peter, and they were astonished. Verse 16. At daylight, the soldiers, meanwhile, back at the prison, were searching for him. And they wondered what happened to Peter but they were unable to locate him. Verse 18. Herod Agrippa searched for him, but did not find him. He questioned his guards, and when they failed to give him good evidence of where he went, this kind of gives you an idea of the maniacal way that the Herods, all of them, ruled in in the area of of Judea and uh, the Holy Land at that time. He orders them these guards to be put to death. Verse 19. And then Herod Agrippa travels from Judea to Caesarea, and he stayed there. And then Acts 12, verses 20 through 24, as we close out this podcast, Herod Agrippa's violent death, and Barnabas and Saul are appointed. Now Herod Agrippa was very angry with the people of Tyre and Sidon. But Blastus, who was the king's personal aide and friend, of those from Tyre and Sidon asked for peace because the country was supplied with food by the by the you know king's country. Verse twenty one. Now Herod arrives on the appointed day, dressed in the royal apparel, and he sat on the throne and gave an oration to them. In other words, he speaks to them. The people come shouting, "The voice of God, not a man." Verse twenty two. And immediately an angel of the Lord struck down Herod Agrippa because he did not give glory to God. Thus, he was eaten by worms and died. Verse 24. Well, that is all for today's podcast. I hope you will join us next week for part six of Acts, the history of the early church. Will we recover Acts chapters 13 through 15. My earnest prayer here at Plugged into Christ is that this podcast has helped you in understanding the Bible better. We hope it strengthened your faith and will encourage you to spend time reading and studying the Word. I want to stress to you here at Plugged into Christ and encourage you to spend time in the Word, spend time praying, and most of all, spend time in your local church services each and every Sunday. If you live in Lorraine County, We'd love to have you come and join us at Lorraineville Gospel Church. We are located at 1900 West 19th Street in Lorraine, Ohio. Until the next podcast, if God wills, may the Lord richly bless and keep you. This has been a presentation of Plugged Into Christ with your host, pastor, and teacher, William Polis. This is a production of Plugged Into Christ a podcast sponsored through the Rain Full Gospel Church.